What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Today, a super exciting exclusive originating with that hashtag show. Very poignant details about an upcoming Wolverine series in development for Disney+. Plus. We're going to break down the entirety of the report. I'm going to weigh in with my reaction and ideas about this, why this is a no-brainer, but how much road they still have to cover before this can ever become a possibility, when I think we might even get this official announcement. We're going to talk everything on this report regarding Wolverine now in early development for an anthology series over on Disney+. Plus. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers, as well as Disney Plus subscriptions every Friday while the shows are live. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that subscribe button, then leave a comment down below, and if you want, stick around at the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So this story broke within the last couple of hours over at thathashtagshow.com. We'll make sure to link the original source article down in the description below if you want to check it out. They go on to report under the headline, Exclusive Wolverine Anthology Series in Early Development for Disney+, Plus, written by Nick Santos, quote, we can exclusively share that Marvel is in early development on a series for Disney+. The series would be an anthology series based on the character of Wolverine. Since Wolverine is immortal and has a multitude of stories to tell, each season will focus on a particular story within the Wolverine mythos. Think like American Horror Story where there's a long plot and then it resets, only in this you'll have the center character of Wolverine. Marvel and Kevin Feige have been hard at work on the approach to mutants and X-Men characters. They go on to say that they have the challenge of bringing a huge assortment of characters to screen in a way that is both entertaining, but also neutral and seamless. And I really like their take here because there's so much anticipation for the X-Men and everybody knows it especially like a character with Wolverine. And obviously he deserves his own long form storytelling. They put it on Disney Plus. It's a way to make sure it stays on time and comes out no matter what happens. It's probably outside of Spider-Man over at Sony. Some of the characters now on the Avengers after the investment they've made like Captain America and Iron Man, but also obviously because of the castings of Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. to make those characters what they are. Wolverine may be some of their most expensive IP and coming off the heels of a role like Hugh Jackman, whomever they cast in that role is going to need to bear the weight of that comparison from the very beginning. It may be some of the highest anticipation we've ever had for Marvel, and that's crazy to say in a Marvel universe that's as many movies deep as we are and had something like Infinity War and Avengers Endgame with a year apart. But whomever is going to get cast, whomever's going to carry the mantle of Wolverine forward into Disney+, Plus, now has an opportunity to build that character and a ton of different stories and... I really like this because without having to have to be stuck to one, two, maybe even a trilogy of movies that comes out with at least a year in between each one, you get a bunch of storytelling for a character that really has a lot of story to be told. I also like the fact that they're going to acknowledge he's been there throughout the entirety of the Infinity War and Infinity Saga. While we watched all of that, Wolverine was somewhere doing something and they're going to be able to tell that story now in anthology form we'll get to see him going all the way back to some of his origins we'll get to see him cross over in present day with madripoor and then eventually join up with the x-men even though this is being reported as early development it could still be years before they get something like a director or a screenwriter i would expect no announcement for this until probably a year before it's ready and that means probably at the earliest 2022 I wouldn't expect a 2021 announcement in San Diego Comic-Con, maybe not even next year before they reveal this. They're also not going to want the hype to play out too much. We're going to find out about it maybe a year before it comes out. So I'm thinking we've still got a ways to go before Marvel Studios ever would officially announce anything like this. But, you know, when you think about great TV series, well... Game of Thrones was shaping up to be one of the best of all time before the tragic last two seasons completely undid all the favor they had with the fan base. But when you think about the best of all time, Breaking Bad, some of these series that have lived on immortally, The Wire, maybe Peaky Blinders, there are endearment to that character in the way, and because it's more footage, right? You've seen way more dialogue. You've gotten to know that character way more than you can in one or two or three movies. We only get that out of Robert Downey Jr. because he was in eight plus films or nine. I'm sure you guys will immediately correct me in the comments, but he was in a ton of them. He was in a ton of films. We can get that in a couple of seasons on Disney Plus in six episodes. So much more character study. And for Wolverine, 
they were going to need it. I mean, there was no way to make up the comparison to Hugh Jackman, but this is a way to do it. And if they nail this show, something on the level of a Game of Thrones, if they make it one of the best series of TV of all time, because you know the budget's going to be there. They're going to hire the right directors. I'm calling it right now, the Rousseau's, by the way, guys. I'm calling this right now, the Rousseau's, to come in and do this Wolverine anthology. If they were able to do a show like that, that's how you would go ahead and cement a character like Wolverine to be able to maybe live in the shadow in the comparison to Hugh Jackman he's going to. Guys, let's let's admit it. So far, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been really, really good, but they haven't been they haven't been great. Great in the way that we want one of these shows to hit. And who knows which show it'll be? No one can deny that this last trailer for Loki looked absolutely phenomenal. Like the budget is probably WandaVision plus Falcon and the Winter Soldier combined. And we also know that WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier really suffered the wrath of being moved around due to all of this stuff with COVID. So now you've got something like Loki that's going to be able to deliver more on an easier timetable for the project as well. I think there's a chance for this show to sort of strike that chord, set the tone for what we can expect, and I cannot imagine what the budget will be on a Wolverine anthology series on Disney+. Plus. I mean, if it was $150 million for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, $300 million, $400 million. I mean, you only get to do one of these once, and they're going to understand how important it is with a character like that to make sure they do it right when they do it the first time. Let all of the casting rumors flow now for who's possibly going to get cast as Wolverine. I get this question all the time. My personal opinion, unfortunately, Carl Urban already played a role in the MCU or he would be my first pick. He absolutely kills it in The Boys. I also, speaking of which, would love Tony Starr to pick up the mantle if he's able to do the character and put on the weight. I think he has the right disposition for it. I think The Boys have shown him to be an absolutely class A level actor capable of a full range and definitely a disgruntled character. I also trust Marvel Studios to do the right thing when they cast this character. But let me know down in the comments what you think. Who is your call to play the new Wolverine in the MCU? I already know who a lot of you are going to say. Please know, no Keanu Reeves. He's too old. Let me know all your thoughts, guys, down below. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff. Before Watch, it's going to be it's going to be Keanu Reeves. It's going to be... It's going to be Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is holding out. Keanu Reeves' agent is on the phone right now. Like, hey, Marvel, what's up? We saw the report. What's up with Wolverine? Sincerely, Keanu. P.S. Did you see me in John Wick? All right, guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. If Keanu Reeves is going to play Wolverine, he needs to put on, like, at least 45 to 65 pounds. Let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers. We just announced the 800K subscriber winner last week. We're also giving away Disney Plus subscriptions every week while all of these Marvel shows, which will eventually now be Wolverine, are live. So if you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that subscribe button, then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the videos, same way we're doing here. If you want to keep up with the content better at the channel, that's pretty easy. Just hit that notification bell with notifications turned on. And as always, if you enjoyed today's video, update these kind of reports, the content we're doing here, I'd appreciate it if you hit the like button. Big ups to see you. My name is Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter at IamFires. You can also find me on all original music platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, under all fires. Thanks for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. going on guys welcome to everything always my name's michael roman and we're back today with everybody's favorite anonymous 4chan plot leak this one making its way over to reddit within the last 24 hours we have the text we're going to overlay it for you here read through it word for word break it down where we can annotate it where it needs to be of course i'm going to issue the normal spoiler warning for this ridiculously detailed spider-man no way home plot leak we're going to break down everything in this brand new one and read through it but first if you could grab the subscribe button we're still giving away a playstation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers as well as disney plus subscriptions every week while the shows are live if you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit that subscribe button then leave a comment down below and if you want stick around to the end of the video 
we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So first up, as is customary at this channel for plot leaks of this nature, remember to take anything that doesn't come directly from Marvel Studios with a grain of salt. However, in the past, it's been these anonymous 4chan plot leaks that have sometimes been correct and spoiled major, major reveals. So that being said, knowing the odds are slim, but it can happen if this is in any way going to ruin Spider-Man No Way Home, the future of Marvel Phase 4, any of the other Marvel properties, only you know if you're susceptible to this kind of thing, which really raises the question as to why you clicked on this video in the first place. Either way, I ain't mad at you, but you might want to leave and come back. We'll still be here tomorrow. Either way, you've been warned. Let's jump into this plot leak. It starts by saying there's a lot of stuff out there, but among the leaks, lies, and a lot of BS. I've seen most of the previous animations in 2020 and some concept art. Some of it is my own interpretation, so might not be exactly what happens, but I'd say I'm 75% of the way there to the final product. The movie, we open with Spider-Man being chased through a broken New York by some type of human thunderstorm. The electricity takes a human shape and turns out to be Jamie Foxx. He confronts our Spider-Man, saying that he knows who he is and unmasks him. It is in fact Tobey Maguire. Before Tobey is killed, reality around them fractures. Boom, Marvel opening credits. We pick up right where we left off in Far From Home. Tom has just seen the broadcast and is rushing home desperately contacting Aunt May and Happy who reaches his home and tells Aunt May that they have to hide. They will become targets. But it is too late, as the apartment complex is attacked by Michael Mando and his men. In the ensuing fight, the apartment explodes and Mando falls down, breaking his back. Aunt May and Tom escape. They seek refuge at the New York Sanctum, where they are met by Wong. Doctor Strange is busy analyzing several factors in their reality, which started after the blip, but have become increasing. Tom wants a spell to reverse the uncovering of his identity. He wants to reverse time or make a deal with the devil. Strange returns and offers asylum to May, but tells Tom he should solve this like most people in court. Two quick things. First of all, the Doctor Strange erasing everyone's memory of Spider-Man comes directly from the comics. Making a deal with the devil sounds like he's just joking around like a Faustian bargain, but of course that plays right into Mephisto. All the fractures in time, something that we saw in the original Doctor Strange 1, and Michael Mando, of course, playing the Scorpion, who wanted revenge on Spider-Man from the original Homecoming. In another part of town, Reality fractures, like the mirror dimension in Strange. Wow, I just said that. And out comes a confused-looking Jamie Foxx. The old Avengers Tower now belongs to Oscorp, and they are in fact experimenting with fragments of both the Tesseract, Pym Particles, and traces of the Ether found in London. Phineas Mason is working on new technology for an unseen Norman Osborn, a more Elon Musk type of guy. Less overtly evil, more charismatic. Multiple, quote-unquote, fractures of our reality are reported. Tom Holland stands trial at court, and is unsuccessfully defended by Matt Murdock. But due to reality ripples, Tom has to be rushed out of the court and goes to a large anomaly near the docks. Doctor Strange is trying to contain the anomaly, but Strange is pulled into the anomaly and Tom is unable to save him. He contacts S.H.I.E.L.D. He thought Mysterio lied about the other dimensions, but they believe Mysterio's scheme is actually part of something bigger. He had a benefactor. Michael Mando is brought to Michael Keaton, who runs a large repair shop. Vulture owes him for their shared time in prison, and they offer up a lot of cash to take care of Michael Mando. With the help of the Tinkerer, they use one of Iron Man 2's drones, Green, to create an exoskeleton for Michael Mando with a back-based cannon. A confused Jamie Foxx is caught and brought to Oscorp. He's greeted by Norman Osborn. This Norman Osborn seems relatively nice. With the disbanding of the Avengers, Norman wants to create his own privatized team of superheroes, as told by his advisor. He's been getting messages from another reality by none other than Willem Dafoe. The shelters are built from the reality-displaced people built by the GRC. Debates are held about this reality taking refuge in other realities. Missing people, duplicates, and the like are taken care of. Among them, Ben Parker. One of the few living relatives Aunt May has contacted and even Tom learns of his existence. Benny's happy to see both as in this reality, he's already died. Learning from S.H.I.E.L.D. that the anomaly is coming from the old Avengers Tower, our Spider-Man enters and confronts Osborn with the intention of shutting down the machine. Spider-Man is still a wanted criminal, and Norman tells him of persistent chance, the idea that some things are simply inevitable, as if reality converges to certain events, like how most realities have a Spider-Man. He thought labeling this Spider-Man a criminal would be enough, but he flushes this Spider-Man down the drain into an alternate reality. Tom wakes up in a ravaged Earth, not destroyed by Thanos, 
but by ego. Humanity has moved underground where Dr. Octavius is taking care of survivors. Tom is able to lead them into another fracture of reality. They pass multiple different realities and come across two other Spider-Men. Tom learns about the feeling of seeking refuge and has to find his own way back home, following the trail of Doctor Strange left behind him. In his own reality, Norman Osborn completes the Quantum Tunnel, bridging his reality and the other Norman Osborn enters and promptly kills him. This is a hostile takeover. Willem Dafoe wants to enjoy this reality and lavishes in the luxury. The Spider-Man eventually find Doctor Strange trapped in a dimension and return to this reality and it is a little like Back to the Future 2. Things have been taken over by Oscorp as time has passed and for several months it has become highly militarized. Willem has several protectors, including Michael Mando who has an upgraded suit with a stinger. There's a final battle which takes place over several ravaged versions of New York including one with Dark Elves. Eventually, Tom will have to turn the Quantum Tower off, which will condemn all of the other Earths to their fate. The reality displaced people refract and go back to their realities. Aunt May says bye to Ben once again and Tom to his two spider bros. They say he's lucky and needs to take good care of this world. In the ending sequence, the dead body of our Norman Osborn is revived by Dr. Connor Tinging and his skin has a green hue. Now, I want to weigh in on a couple of the main themes that were brought up during this quote-unquote plot leak, because as I've said, going all the way back to the original plot leaks for Avengers Endgame when this channel started, is that eventually, after you get enough updates, enough leaks, and enough plot leaks about a certain film, all someone has to do is compile those, take what they like, add a little bit of fan fiction, and voila, you have a brand new plot leak. Too many of the ideas and thematics in this plot leak just feel like they're directly borrowed from other Spider-Man films. The whole quantum tunnel having to turn that off and the two Spider-Bros crossing over, yeah, that's just the animated Into the Spider-Verse. And the repair shop owned by the Vulture and the Tinkerer helping make the new costume for Mando and fix him, that just really sounds like an extension of a homecoming scene. Matt Murdock returning as Peter's lawyer, yeah, we've heard that a million times now by industry insiders and rumor sites alike. And then the other stuff included in here about how Doctor Strange gets trapped in another dimension, but then he's able to make his way back, or how Peter would lead people through other dimensions and what's going on with these other worlds. I mean, yeah, maybe we can find some explainers ourselves. Whatever happened with Loki and the Tesseract, we know there's going to be a ton of broken timelines. Maybe the Avengers undoing the snap did something as well. Maybe this will all get explained. And maybe this guy did see some concept art. But without all of the explainers and just recounting of the events, there is so much in this plot leak to me that doesn't make sense. I really like the idea of Norman Osborn being a charismatic character. And I also really like the idea of Norman Osborn maybe putting together a Dark Avengers or going through a Dark Reign storyline. All of that sounds great, but this plot leak was missing a lot of explainers for why or how any of this was happening. And I also feel like the introduction of Norman Osborn or the Oscorp Tower as the old Avengers Tower was basically debunked and we went in a totally different direction at the end of Far From Home when they put in all the Easter eggs for the Fantastic Four. Pretty sure that's going to end up being the Baxter building, but maybe it's one then leads to the other. I, I'm not sure at all. I just know that there are too many things in this plot leak for me to too easily buy in, but let me know all your thoughts down below, guys. How do y'all feel about it? Is there anything in here that you didn't like or liked in? Do you think this is real or maybe just fan fiction? Remember to take it with a grain of salt. It's entertainment only. Don't get your hopes up. We have plenty more of these plot leaks to go between now and December. We'll always continue to break them down and discern them the best we can as they come. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers. We're also giving away Disney Plus subscriptions every Friday while the shows are live. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that sub button, then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos the same way that we're doing right here. The best way to keep up with the content is to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. And as always, if you enjoyed today's video, I'd appreciate it if you'd hit the like button. My name's Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter at IamFires. You can also find me on Spotify, YouTube, and all other platforms with original music under the name All Fires. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.
What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. We just got a huge reveal in an exclusive from Variety detailing Alfred Molina's involvement in reprisal of his role as Dr. Octavius, Dr. Octopus in the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. He was asked point blankly about it and went into a ton of detail about what's going on with the character, which version we're going to get, how Marvel planned on handling his reintroduction and the age discrepancy from when he last held the role, and then try to contextualize it with what we already know about the film, perhaps a huge reveal of whom else may be showing up. We're going to break down everything in this exclusive interview with Variety and read through all his answers to this returning role in upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away a PlayStation 5 at 900,000 subscribers now. We gave away the 800,000 winner last week. We're also giving away Disney Plus subscriptions while the shows are live. We'll announce a new winner at the end of this video. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that sub button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, stick around at the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So under the headline again, Alfred Molina details Doc Ock's return in Spider-Man No Way Home. The tentacles do all the work exclusive. They go on to write, quote, when Alfred Molina was first invited to reprise his role as the villainous Otto Octavius in Spider-Man No Way Home, the forthcoming third installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Spider-Man films led by Tom Holland, he said he was told to keep it a secret. Quote, when we were shooting it, we were all under orders not to talk about it because it was supposed to be some great big secret, Molina said with a laugh during the interview with Variety about his role in the Oscar-nominated Promising Young Women. But you know, it's all over the internet. I actually described myself as the worst-kept secret in Hollywood, which is what I have said about this film, considering that the Sony Latin America YouTube channel officially leaked a Spider-Verse trailer already and then deleted it. They go on to say, instead, not only did Molina confirm his involvement in No Way Home, he happily detailed his experience making the movie and returning to a part he first played in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 in 2004. It was wonderful, Molina said. It was very interesting going back after 17 years to play the same role, given that in the intervening years, I now have two chins, a waddle crow's feet, and a slightly, slightly dodgy lower back. When the actor asked John Watts, the director of No Way Home, how the movie would bring Doc Ock back, since as he pointed out, I died, Molina said the director told him, quote, in this universe, no one really dies. I'm going to bring that back up at the end of this video. They go on to say in Spider-Man 2, Melina played the scientist Otto Octavius, who was poised to be a mentor to Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker when a lab accident turns him into the murderous Dr. Octopus. We all remember that. Melina went on to say, Watts told him that the movie will pick up Doc Ock's story from that moment in the river, which in a franchise that includes multiverses, time travel, and diverging timelines seems plausible. Melina's concerns were more practical. He said that he asked John Walks how they were going to deal with the fact that he's 67 and he's aged since 2004's original film. Quote, he just looked at me and said, did you see what we did with Bob Downey Jr. and Sam Jackson? Melina said with a laugh, in 2016's Captain America Civil War, Marvel Studios used CGI to de-age Robert Downey Jr. to look as he did in 1991. In 2019's Captain Marvel, also set in the 90s, a de-aged Samuel L. Jackson played a younger version of his character, Nick Fury. Melina also cited Martin Sorsese's The Irishman as an example of digital de-aging and its limitations. Quote, he said, they made Robert De Niro's face look younger, but when he was fighting, he looked like an older guy, Melina said. He looked like an old guy. That's what's worried me about doing it again. I have, don't have the same physicality that I had 17 years ago, he continued. That's just a fact. Melina realized, though, that the nature of the role would save him. Quote, I then remembered that it's the tentacles that do all the work. He sat straight up in his seat. My basic physical move is Doc Ock, as the actor is just this, he said as he glared intensely at the zoom camera and made a menacing noise. I just do that a lot, and the arms are doing all the killing and smashing and breaking, and I'm just, he glared again with a kind of mean look on my face. It was fantastic. The article goes on to point out that neither Sony Pictures nor Marvel Studios who are co-producing Spider-Man have confirmed Melina's return, but there have been a ton of outlets alongside Jamie Foxx's updated return. And as I've said many times, the Sony Latin American YouTube channel that's official for Sony leaked out a Spider-Verse trailer in December that was up for about a week at channels like mine on YouTube. And then Sony went one by one and copyright struck them all. Newsflash, they don't copyright strike fake stuff. That let us know right then and there that the Spider-Verse was definitely on. It also is worth noting that it seems impossible to bring back Tobey Maguire's villain or even Andrew Garfield's without bringing back those Spider-Men. I should mention though, as I do in all of these videos, that Tom Holland in his last three interviews in a row has vehemently denied there being any sort of live action Spider-Verse. His quote has been the same. He's read the entire script and thinks it would be too big of a secret for them to keep Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire 
from him. Although, to be honest, as I've said many times, he's an actor and that's his job. Either way, we hear now from Alfred Molina that it's going to pick up right at that moment in the river where he would have drowned at the end of Spider-Man 2. And so some sort of multiverse connection is going to connect this now to the MCU. To also hear John Watts say that no one basically ever dies means that there's infinite versions of infinite characters in the multiverse. And yes, one version may die, but as we've seen with Gamora and Loki, now recently in the MCU, there are other versions out there in the multiverse to draw from. And as the article said so aptly, when you're dealing with a universe that involves time travel and diverging dimensions, it's easy to do. It's also letting us know that they are going to use de-aging software to make him look as though he was in the role in 2004, letting us know it is that version of the character that we're getting. And the connection to the river scene itself means that they're connecting the two cinematic universes, Sam Raimi's original trilogy and now the MCU. What I should make sure to mention as well is that you don't need to get worried about them making these deaths not important when he says no one truly ever dies. Yeah, that's true because there's infinite versions in the multiverse, but that's why Loki and Multiverse of Madness are playing such a prominent role in early phase four because there's stakes to messing with that. And Marvel Studios, with the way that they've structured these stories, are not going to immediately bring back dead characters because it cheapens the whole value of the story and, and they've already been accused of not having stakes in the past. This is the easiest way to undo it. Rest assured, the writers from Mick and Morty that are coming over to do the writing on the Loki series are gonna set some very strict ground rules with how this all works and Multiverse of Madness, the conclusion of the trilogy in Doctor Strange is hopefully gonna tie up all these loose ends and warn against what happens when you start replacing characters with other multiversal versions versions of themselves. It's going to end in disaster. We all know that's coming. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below about this interview. Alfred Molina speaking so freely about the role and what your thoughts are about the Spider-Verse, how hype you are for No Way Home. And if you think they're going to go ahead and reveal it in the first trailer, I'm all ears and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers. We just announced the 800K winner last week. We're also giving away Disney Plus subscriptions every Friday while the shows are live. The brand new winner is QuackRC for this comment here. Congratulations. All you have to do, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at IamFires or email me on my business account that's on the back end under the about section. We'll get your account verified and get the prize right out to you guys. And it's that simple. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that sub button, then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All videos will have winners announced at the end of the video. The same segment we're doing here. The best way to keep up with the content at the channel is to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. And as always, if you enjoyed today's video, I'd appreciate appreciate it if you'd hit the like button. My name's Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter under I am Fires, and you can also find me on Spotify, YouTube, and all other original music platforms like Apple Music under the name All Fires. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. going on guys welcome to everything always my name's michael roman we all knew there was some cameo coming of some sort in episode five of the falcon and the winter soldier but there wasn't a single one of us and i mean a single one of us who knew who that character was okay maybe a couple of old comic heads at home and rob from comics explained the rest of us were like who is this and we definitely didn't think that it was going to be Elaine. Well, it turns out there was one source last week who did tell us that Julia Dreyfus was the cameo, and now that same source has something to say about the plot of Spider-Man No Way Home, pointing to what the new villain is, and some industry insiders weighed in on this Reddit plot leak and said that it had lined up exactly with what they'd heard as well. We're gonna break down this brand new leak in its entirety, read through it, of course issue the normal spoiler warning, and then talk about who is the main villain for the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers. We just announced the 800k winner last week as well as Disney Plus subscriptions every Friday while the shows are live. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that sub button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So first up, of course, the normal and customary spoiler warning as it pertains to this kind of material. Remember to take anything that doesn't come directly from Marvel Studios 
with a grain of salt. However, in the case of anonymous 4chan and Reddit plot leaks like the one that we have today, and coming from a source who was able to nail a quote-unquote secret cameo just last week, sometimes these end up being completely correct. So, if this is in any way going to ruin Spider-Man No Way Home, the future of Marvel Phase 4, only you know if you're susceptible to this kind of thing, which raises the question as to why you clicked on this video in the first place. Either way, I ain't mad at you, but you might want to back out now. Now, the Reddit user who posted both this plot leak and the cameo is named Spider Forever 245 and he went on to say that Spider-Man No Way Home's leak, I worked on the film, but they still keep a lot of things hidden from the crew, starts off where Far From Home ended, and there's a time skip. Peter is in court, and there's a lot of things going on, and he's trying to prove his innocence. Doctor Strange realizes that the multiverse is breaking, and there are villains going around from other worlds, so Strange is trying to capture them and put him in a special prison that he made. The villain somehow escaped because Peter did something, he tried to mess with some magic to clear his name, now it's up to him to get them back in the prison. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the second and third act of the movie, will help him capture the villains, and there are even some scenes with just Maguire and Garfield on their own. The movie's final act is on the Statue of Liberty that now looks like a big Captain America with the shield and the villains are all there. Tom Holland and Maguire and Garfield too and there's a Stark reactor which they're all fighting over for something else but it ends with all the villains getting put in the prison except for Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Goblin ends up killing someone, I'm not sure who it is, but Tom Holland's Peter was crying and got so mad that he tried to kill Green Goblin and almost did but then he didn't do it. The movie ends with Peter finishing high school, and I'm not sure what happened to Maguire, Garfield, and Green Goblin, but it looks like everyone will still know Peter is Spider-Man at the end. Now, I have a ton of things I want to weigh in on, and I'm going to do it one by one, but the first place that we should start is the last video that I posted. If you missed it, I'll make sure to link it as one of the videos at the end of this. Alfred Molina, in his most recent interview with Variety for a different film, was asked about returning from No Way Home, and instead of skirting the question, he not only confirmed his involvement, but offered a ton of details about how Marvel plans on bringing his character back. What it said was they're going to use de-aging software along the lines of what they did for Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War and that the movie would pick up right where it left off with him in the river before he quote-unquote supposedly drowns. And I put that in quotes because as he said, he did die in that film. However, he was told by Marvel's director John Watts, he's working on Spider-Man Far From Home, that no one really ever dies in this universe. So using that as a basis for what we already know about the film, the return of Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is well within reach. We figure that's how they're bringing back Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina in the first place. So a lot of this leak has already sort of been confirmed by what we already know. And as I say often about these Reddit leaks, you sort of have to watch out for someone who just takes everything that's already come out and then add a little bit of fan fiction, like the idea that the Statue of Liberty would look like a huge Captain America with the shield we saw that from a leak about two weeks ago i covered that leak photo here on the channel and also posted it to my instagram what i think is most interesting about this is the inclusion of willem dafoe's green goblin one of the only actors who hasn't been confirmed and of course his inclusion as the main antagonist and this is what came from other industry insiders and leak sources that this leak lines up with what they've heard but more specifically about who the main villain is in Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn or Green Goblin. Now I find this interesting because the MCU has yet to introduce their own Norman Osborn or Green Goblin and if we were to lead to a story like Dark Reign or any of the future possible MCU Phase 4 storylines we thought we'd get, maybe even with the Avengers Tower becoming the Oscorp Tower, then you would need a Norman Osborn for that and I'm surprised that they would bring in an old Norman Osborn while Willem Dafoe from all the way back in the original Spider-Man trilogy as this character, unless, well, two things, and I think that's what we can clearly read the tea leaves here and see. The first of which is if Norman Osborn or the Sinister Six have a future, that's gonna be over in Sony's movies, lining up with Morbius and the Venomverse, and because there's not going to be a future really for Norman Osborn and the Sinister Six in the MCU, what we thought would become the Oscorp Tower will really become the Baxter Building, i.e. all of those Fantastic Four Easter eggs at the end of Far From Home, and John Watson a director from the original Spider-Man trilogy is going to go on to direct that. However, when we saw the Sam Raimi costume on the wall in the background during the Morbius trailer, we were all confused as to why they used this Spider-Man costume, while by the time this film comes out, the live-action Spider-Verse will have been resurrected by Sony 
Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will have featured in the last film, and as we rumored last week, Sony may even decide to do a Spider-Man 4 on the back end of that original trilogy with Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire. Again, that's just a rumor. However, this opens them up to a lot of things, including finally having access to Spider-Man for their Sony Spider-Verse that hasn't had one up until now, and as I mentioned, they can only get through a couple of Venoms, a Morbius, and a couple of other villain films before they either need to bring in Peter Parker or stop making the films altogether. Speaking of which, and not to toot our own horn, but we told you guys over a year and a half ago here at this channel that Sony's eventual plan was a live action into the Spider-Verse, so in case they didn't have access to Tom Holland for the stories they needed, they'd have access to two others in Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Here we are all the way now in 2021, approaching two years since we broke that story, and it's almost come to full fruition. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below as far as these rumors and conjecture about the film. What do you think about the return of Willem Defoe's Green Goblin and what do you think the main goal will be if they really are trying to get after an arc reactor? Makes me think maybe they want access to the same multiverse or time travel tech that Stark was able to come up with in Avengers Endgame, but who knows? Let me know all your thoughts down below and your craziest theories about No Way Home and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away now a PlayStation 5 at the next 900,000 subscriber mark, which we should hit in about two or three months, as well as Disney Plus subscriptions every Friday while the shows are live. If you want to be entered to win, all the same rules will always apply for future prizes as well. All you have to do, hit that sub button because you need to be a subscriber, then leave a comment down below. Because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be selected and then announced at the end of videos, the same way we're doing here in this segment. The best way to keep up with the content is to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. And as always, if you enjoyed today's video, the other videos I do here at the channel, I'd appreciate it if you hit the like button. You guys can follow me over on Instagram and Twitter under I am Fires. You can also follow me on Spotify, YouTube, any platform you find original music under the name All Fires. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. going on guys welcome to everything always my name's michael roman you know when you think about it especially including the delays last year it's been a long time since we've had a brand new theatrical trailer for an unreleased character franchise in the MCU. Yeah, we just got Black Widow's new trailer last week, but we've already seen Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow in action a ton in the MCU. And when we got all of those first looks back at the Disney's Investors Day meeting in December, most of the trailers were for Disney Plus focused on characters we've already seen. Well, according to one industry insider early this week, we're going to get the first trailer for Shang-Chi with some additional promotional materials and when you stop and think about what else is this week, it actually makes perfect sense. And I'm kind of surprised no one else theorized this earlier. So we're going to break down exactly when you can expect to see this brand new Shang-Chi trailer and what we expect from the trailer when it actually drops this week. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers. We just announced the new 800K winner last week and Disney Plus subscriptions every week while the shows are live. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, Stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So according to industry insider Daniel Rickman from his Patreon, dropping within the last hour, Marvel's first Shang-Chi trailer, along with a poster and perhaps some other promotional materials, will drop tomorrow morning. That's right, early morning, Monday, February 19th, tomorrow. And when you think about it, as I said moments ago in the prologue, this makes perfect sense. This week is the finale of Falcon in the Winter Soldier on Friday. So while they have all of these eyes still looking at Marvel projects and Disney Plus in this month off before they release it, or actually I think it's gonna be closer to two months before the time that we get both Black Widow and the Loki series, they're gonna go ahead and cash in on their very next project, and by releasing it early in the week on Monday, you get as many views and eyes and let the shine wear off as much as possible before the finale on Friday. That way they're not dropping the trailer, say on Wednesday or Thursday or with the finale and then it sort of overshines it because people are talking about that instead of the final episode. So they're gonna release it on Monday. That makes perfect sense to me. Again, while they've still got everybody for Disney Plus and since it's gonna be the very first trailer for this, I'm not expecting one of these short clips, these 16 or 30 second clips. This will probably be a good minute, minute and a half trailer. Definitely worth something breaking down Easter egg style and we'll do that of course at the channel so tomorrow morning if you're up bright and early 
Marvel Entertainment is where you can find it or here on the channel. And then be looking out for our Easter egg breakdown tomorrow. I'm super excited. Hopefully, Daniel Rickman is correct. He's a trusted industry insider we cover at the channel a ton. And he has a pretty good track record, especially when it's in close proximity to releases like this. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff again before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers, as well as Disney Plus subscriptions every Friday while the shows are live. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit that subscribe button, then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos the same way we're doing here. The best way to keep up with the content, of course, is to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. And as always, if you enjoyed today's video, I'd appreciate it if you'd hit the like button. My name's Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter under I am Fires. You can also find me on Spotify, YouTube, and all other original music platforms under the name All Fires. Thanks for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.
different team. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now, I don't think you need to be a Marvel or an MCU fan to watch this trailer and get hyped for this film. It looks incredible. However, I think even some of the diehard MCU fans may have watched this trailer and not known who any of these characters are or how to place this story in context of where we're at already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't worry, if that's you, I totally empathize. We're gonna break down the entirety of this trailer when certain scenes are set, both flashbacks and current day, who all these characters are, both good and bad, and seeming changes for not only the Ten Rings of Power, but the original origin for the Mandarin in the comics. They're conflating two different villains, as they often do in the MCU. We're going to break it all down, including Easter eggs for huge characters like Fin Fang Foom, and maybe even Iron Fist, and go scene by scene, frame by frame, and explain what's happening in the trailer for Marvel's Shang-Chi. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers. We just announced the 800 100k winner a couple of weeks ago we're also giving away disney plus subscriptions every friday while the shows are live if you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit that subscribe button then leave a comment down below and if you want stick around to the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there so this morning alongside the trailer and as disney often does they released an official press release that had a synopsis included let's start right there marvel studios shang chi and the legend of the ten rings stars simu liu as shang chi who must confront the past he thought he left behind when he's drawn into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organization. The film also stars Tony Leung as Wen Wu. So let's take that information right into the beginning of the trailer. It's Wen Wu, Shang-Chi's father's voice we hear when he says, I gave you 10 years to live your life and where did that get you? You see Simu Liu here putting his hand up on that post. That's where he used to train as a kid. Here he is now training as an adult. And as the words, where did that get you ring, you see that he's living in a garage, and when this BMW pulls up, it's a little misdirection, he's actually the valet, and obviously that's not living up to the grandeur of being the right-hand man in the Ten Rings organization, but he does look happy. They're showing his friends. Now he's getting whipped here as a kid by the villain Death Dealer. You see Wenwu, his father, standing behind him. Obviously, his father has different plans for him to take his side in the Ten Rings organization, Shang-Chi's just left all that behind for a normal and happy life, but they do something very interesting with the trailer here to let you know he hasn't quite left it behind. They show you current shots of him looking like what might be waking up from a bad dream PTSD style, and then the flashbacks of him getting caned as a kid and hardened with Wen Wu then, his father watching on. We then get a couple of shots. You get Death Dealer, a first look at Razor Fist, the villain that we'll see later in this trailer, who obviously will live up to that name, and I'd like to mention that the look of that cage you have Razor Fist entering is the same cage we see Shang-Chi possibly fighting his sister later in this trailer that sort of supports all of the rumors we had about this being a perhaps a tournament film at some point. Now there are some really interesting scenes here that we have to break down one by one. This is a flashback scene that we'll see more in full later, a huge ancient battle that would have taken place a long time ago. If you're wondering how Wen Wu, the character here in the foreground, who's wearing these new stylized rings of power that we'll also get to, is all the way in an ancient battle, but also in current times, it's because that's one of the original Mandarin characteristics. He's a very, very old character that leads to how he got the rings of power in the first place, which we'll talk about a little bit later in this breakdown. We'll also talk about that fight when we get to it. Now, the next scene is the water bursting through these paintings and I want to point out that when we get a quick shot of this painting at first it is literally on the screen for one frame there are 30 frames a second which means for 1 30th of a second we get this frame before water distorts it and you can see here in the foreground what looks like an enormous serpent dragon. Now, spoiler warning, we know that this character is called the Protector in some of the toy leaks that we've got and is most likely the Easter egg for the dragon known as Fin Fang Foom. However, he's not really a dragon, he's an alien, and that alien race is the one that crashed to Earth with the original Ten Rings of Power that Mandarin took for himself. So when we see these flashback scenes of this ancient battle, I believe that's Wen Wu conquering everybody in ancient times, and I've seen somewhere some people say that they think that's Shang-Chi in the foreground or that might be current 
times, but I'm pretty sure that's a flashback because of the presence of Foo Dogs, also known as Kamenu or Shishi. They're intimidating but mythical lion-like creatures, and they've been seen in a breadth of art forms and, of course, Chinese restaurants. However, the presence of a mythical creature really makes me feel like, again, that's a younger Wenwu after he's gotten the Ten Rings of Power from the crashed alien race, and that those are set sometime in the MCU during one of the wars during the dynasties in ancient Chinese times. Now, we get a ton of really important scenes one by one. Let's break them down, even though they're all very quick. The first of which is Simu Liu fighting again in what looks like a cage-style structure, maybe even a tournament. We then get our first look at Razor Fist. As I mentioned, he would live up to the name and his comic book origin. We then see Shang-Chi in his current garb, fighting against his father. We then see an Easter egg for, of course, Iron Fist, but I do not expect Iron Fist to make an appearance in this film, mostly because of the reason that when they were writing the script originally for this, it would have been long before legally the rights for the Iron Fist character would have bounced back from Netflix, so the chances of him showing up, very slim, but it doesn't mean we can't get an Easter egg. We then get what looks like some more flashbacks, some horseback riding. Again, this looks like Ancient Dynasty. Then you get more Simu Liu on the bus, showing off his kung fu moves, prompting the question, who are you? Answering it with the title card, Shang-Chi. That's just good trailer editing altogether. There's so much involved in this trailer that already this film looks amazing. And as I said, if you're just a fan of the kung fu genre in general, we haven't had anything like this in the MCU at all. I will mention that the music and the feel and vibe of the trailer definitely gave me some flashbacks to how awesome introducing Wakanda and the character of Black Panther was. I cannot wait for this film. I've said for quite a while here at the channel, this is my most highly anticipated project for Marvel, mostly because no one knows what to expect from this franchise or this character. It's really brand new ground and a breath of fresh air for the MCU. But I also like they gave you a reprisal here right at the end to show you the kind of action that they're pulling off. Also rip all of these nice expensive cars. You see an i8, a Porsche 944. I don't know what it is with Marvel killing these cars the way they do. They wrecked like nine Huracans in Doctor Strange. But if these hills look familiar, this is because they're shooting this in San Francisco, the exact same place that they shot all of those scenes for Ant-Man 2. And you're gonna start to see a lot of this as they've shot many things in Atlanta. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is almost impossible to watch if you live in Atlanta like I do without seeing a place that you recognize every single episode. But guys, let me know down in the comments how hype you are for this film after seeing this trailer, all your thoughts and reaction to it, and any questions you got about what's to come. We're going to continue to cover Shang-Chi leading up to the film's release this September. Let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 now at 900,000 subscribers. We just announced the 800k winner a couple of weeks ago. We're also giving away Disney Plus subscriptions every Friday while the shows are live. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit that sub button and leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos. The same way we're doing here. The best way to keep up with the content is to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. And as always, if you enjoyed today's video, I'd appreciate it if you'd hit the like button. My name is Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter under IamFires. You can also find me on Spotify, YouTube, and all other platforms you find original music under the name AllFires. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.